0: Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and in inches while becoming more confident, and a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster.
1: doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S., People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, And I help people who have been in business for a long time. I have deal with with the nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility. And we we cross promote, you know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You got to make that game plan, say, for me to get to that point. All right, happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Rob Foster here with episode number 32 of Shut Up and Grind with Robert B. Foster. So as you guys know, we keep our show motivational, entertaining, educational, and transformational. So you guys know the main theme here is always about mindset. It's about personal development. It's about crushing your goals. It's about no excuses. Hence the name Shut Up and Grind. But I also know that not everybody responds to that. So I find guests all over. For a while, it was all over the country. Now I can say it's all over the world. Because my guest today is joining me from Ireland. And we're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about goal setting. We're going to talk about casting your vision. And we're going to talk about resilience. And that's one of the the main parts. Because even if you have all the other parts in alignment, if you don't stick with it, it's all going to fall apart. So joining me from Ireland down in the uh, southern part of the country, in the tourist area, as she told me, she helps entrepreneurs who are struggling and don't even know why. And believe it or not, there's a lot of them because I work with some of them, too. She will help you change your mindset, get laser focused, and start living abundantly in all areas of your life. And I have a major host fail here because I forgot to ask her how to pronounce her last name. So I'm just going to bring her in as Harriet. Come on in, Harriet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robert. Thank you for that brilliant introduction and just so wonderful to see all the work that you do, you know, from the little video beforehand and your talent with technology. And I mean, you know, I know we're getting so used to doing this um, remotely, but how amazing is it that we can chat? I'm in near Inch Beach in Ireland, you're in Rhode Island, and <laughs> we're having this conversation. And there's such a thread of similarity between us as humans, whether we're Irish, South African, from the States, from yep. Cuba. You know, how we think, how we use, why we're sent here, what our purpose is, it's the same thread all over.
1: Yep exactly like you're right it doesn't matter where you are in this world everyone wants to be happy <laughs> it's that
2: simple. That's, that's it that, yeah, i mean yeah. it, it's when you when it all boils down to you know our vision or when we're lying whenever that will be on our deathbed it will be about what difference did we make how were our relationships we're not going to be talking about you know our hair or you know physical things we're going to be talking about did i live my best life and of course minding our physical health is important because we want to be around for our grandkids. You know, we want, like, we want to avoid being in nursing homes. So active aging is really important, but it's not ultimately because of vanity. It's because we want to, we want to be able to see the sunset. We want to, you know, they're the things that really touch our soul.
1: Yes. And where where do you think that disconnect comes from in your travels? Because as, as I said, I keep pretty much the same theme with each show and, I feel it's learned behaviors like growing up, people are just taught to idolize things. And then like as people get older, we realize the things matter less and less than taking in a nice sunset or climbing up to the top of that mountain. So where do you think you see the disconnect come from?
2: Yeah. And Robert, it's such a wise question. It sounds like you know a lot yourself about it. And I agree with you. The disconnect is sometimes it's not about blaming generations before us but sometimes like I know in Ireland our historically as Irish people we were always very poor you know and there's a history with this with England and we emigrated you know there's a lot of Irish over in the States and I guess historically if we don't look at our history we can kind of think oh if I'm really rich and abundant and being rich and abundant is really good if we use it in a proper way but sometimes we can nearly be kind of drunk in our richness you know be crazy in our in our wealth so I suppose it comes from that um place of poverty thinking so a poverty thinking mindset and thinking if I gather lots of things together then it's going to kind of pad me from pain really yes and not using our money's really really good if it's used properly like it's really good in terms of being able to give back even educate our kids you know but, but the problem is when we go overboard and money then becomes another addiction you know like we can be addicted to drink or we can be addicted to gambling and we never have enough you know i was listening recently to paris hilton who i really admire actually in her documentary on youtube was about you know paris uncovered the real person behind her whole brand and you know she was talking about her fear that like she was talking about now she's worth a hundred million, but she said she's not going to relax till she's basically able to say that she's made one billion dollars. But the reality is she knows deep down i mean she probably has changed even since the documentary that she's still going to have the same issues i mean that's yeah. any what money's great because it you know we can use technology and we can travel, but it's about using money mindfully, and yes. then that's when we're really millionaires
1: yes, and that also has. A stigma with it, too, because so many people who weren't very fortunate financially growing up look at people who are fortunate as, you know, privileged or spoiled, entitled. And that's not always the case, because there are people that have come from nothing that have amassed, you know, great, great fortunes through hard work, effort, and that sweat equity. and. That needs to be celebrated because that that's something that's a positive thing. Like just because someone is well off doesn't automatically make them a certain way.
2: Absolutely, and, and like some people work really hard for where they are now, and they deserve all the wealth they they have. But I suppose it's just putting the message out that you know if we don't change the poverty mindset, then we always feel like the poor boy inside, the poor girl inside. So that's I, I suppose. Interesting that this is what we're chatting about now organically, but it's it. There's nothing nicer than feeling the millionaire in yourself because we can have the prada shoes and the fancy phones and the fancy cars, but still, if we don't work on our mindset, we feel like that kind of impostor. Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that happens in multiple areas in life too, because like I, I know we're gonna talk about resilience in business and in life, but a lot of times people have great ideas great business ideas, and they don't move forward with it because of that imposter syndrome. They feel like they just don't belong.
2: Absolutely, and it's tragic because so many creative people then, if they don't get over these thoughts or get the right support, the world misses out. Like every time someone doesn't show up to why they, what their purpose is here, everyone misses out, not just us. Like if yes. I stayed small and I didn't do all the public speaking I do or I didn't link in to do the podcast with you nobody would be able to go oh my god she's the person I have to work with she's the person that's she's she's gonna polish the diamond I am so yeah. it it's criminal actually to ourselves you know the imposter happens to the best of us you know people can have PhDs they can have two PhDs but if they don't work on that imposter syndrome that isn't the truth because of something they haven't dealt with then it just sabotages, you know, everything in their lives or they're, you know, they get caught up with addictions or just in dysfunctional relationships or they don't, you know, they're, they're not in, they're not calm in themselves. Like I remember working, in the, I worked in the University of Limerick, which is a prestigious university in Ireland as a therapist. And, you know, I'd have veterinary students come to me, law students, medical students, and you would imagine that they would feel, why would they not be happy? They're, they're really at the top level you know of society in terms of being educated but they had the very same struggles the imposter the fear oh my god i'm going to fail this exam even if they got a's and the highest grade shocked they're just not believing in themselves so i think you know the most well-balanced person is someone that just knows who they are whatever they're doing whatever their purpose is here so for some of us it is to become seven figure salaries but for some of us maybe the biggest um achievement for us is that you know we're able to provide for our families, you know, it's it's like really knowing who we are. And that's yes. what I do for people. I really bring them back to the bones. They're they're their own in their bodies, not what Robert does or what Harriet does or what Tony Robbins does, or you know, it's using all these people, but actually, who am I?
1: Exactly. When I'm doing my my fitness coaching. I tell I tell people you have to find your strong. Like so many times especially with females, you know, females tend to compare themselves to other women. Oh, yeah. And and I tell them like come on. like don't look at anybody else. We're going to find your strong and we're going to maximize your strong. For some people it's lifting heavy. For some people it's running fast. For some people it's running long distances. For some people it's jumping. You know, you know what I mean? Like not everyone has the same talent. So it's a matter of figuring out what your strong is and going after your strong. Like you were mentioning with the people with the two PhDs, I'm a three time college dropout. <laughs> you know, so it's like so, so sometimes you don't have to have that formal education; you just have to have the driving energy and the belief in yourself to make your dreams come true.
2: Robert, a hundred percent. And as you were describing how you work with the women that you work with to motivate them, I was saying how lucky they are to have you, you know, because that's really, all of us are doing the same thing. We're just doing, you're doing it in a Robert way. I'm doing it in a Harriet way. Tony Robbins is doing it in a Tony way. But ultimately what we want for people is that they can feel comfortable in the bones of themselves, you know, feel comfortable. Yes. And as you said, like my dad had dyslexia, I was never diagnosed in school. So he struggled so much academically. I mean, he was told in school, you're going to amount to nothing. He made way more money than any, he was an amazing entrepreneur because often entrepreneurs think outside the box. They're super creative. They take risks. They don't look at life the same way as maybe someone with tunnel vision, but it's not to knock someone who's you I suppose I've learned too that, it's, it's so good when we can be in our own selves, if this makes sense, then we don't want to knock anyone. Or, you know, we, we go fair play, you know, in Ireland we say fair play to him. He's got the brains to be a vet. I couldn't do it. I'm not sciencey. But any time that we're like those women, if we come back to the example of you um, helping these women, you know, to get stronger and to feel better about themselves and to possibly at times lose weight, they're, you're reminding them, you do this for you, lady, not not so that you can look better with the neighbour cross the road or like Mm -hmm. ultimately it's about being comfortable ourselves. So don't get your lips augmented because that's in fashion. It's like, you know, because there'll be something, you know, it's, sometimes we do these, we're motivated externally, then really checking in and that's where meditation comes in mindfulness, taking that time out for yourself, you know, to go, who am I? I want someone to really, really tell me my blind spots because Sometimes we don't know who we are, Robert. We're yeah. we're like, that's what the Fosters do. That's what the McGuigans do. You know, we're we're told all these messages. This is what the culture that I was brought, this is how Irish people behave. This is how the women in Ireland behave. You know, women are, you know, and we're living totally confused that we like that that's ultimately before I go, I want to know who I want the legacy to be. She knew who she was. Yes. She did, you know, she trailblazed. And that's the best. I suppose inspiration to our kids, to our grandkids, to any other men and women It's like: did he know who he was?
1: Yep, exactly. And I always tell people too, whether I'm doing my business coaching or my fitness coaching, that when you unlock your power, other people in there in your circle are gonna unlock theirs. So if you're playing small, everyone in your circle is going to play small also. <laughs> it yeah, takes I'm- someone to step out and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like For, for example, this is a physical example, but we were in the gym and I had the, my clients pulling sleds. You know, we, we had the uh, the exercise sleds with a big rope on it. And so I had yeah. them pull in the sleds. And so just for giggles, because like my clients, so oh, I constantly challenge myself. Like my life thrives on challenges. And so I was like, I wonder if I could pull them both at the same time. And so, so I get over there, and I start pulling them, and I start pulling them. And then, you know, you got the haters say, oh, Rob's showing off again. Rob's showing off again. So I pulled it. I pushed them back. But what that did was that got somebody else thinking, I wonder if I can pull them both. And then one yeah. of the ladies, one of the ladies said, I wonder if I can pull them both. You know, there multiple people ended up stepping up to try to pull both of them, you know, and, and in the grand scheme of things, pulling a sled doesn't mean anything, but it's just a principle. But just because I had the guts to give it to give it a try, other people tried and several of, other ones did it as well.
2: I 100 percent agree. And like you didn't let the fear stop you or you didn't let the comment, there's Rob showing off. But maybe you were born to show off. Maybe that's your purpose here, that if you keep showing off, if we if we look at showing off... Not
1: in I'm quoting way. you. Sorry? <laughs> I said, I'm quoting you on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 do. Harriet said I was born for this.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but Rob, some people are. You see, the thing is, we're all born... We're, some of us are born to be actors, singers... You know, and usually the people that get resentful with us, and I want to tell this to your audience as well, it's not really your business, actually. Yeah. Like, you're not everyone's cup of tea. I love yeah. this poem. I don't know who, I actually don't know who wrote it, but it says, it It basically says, um, you're not everyone's cup of tea. The world is full of people who, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, will simply not like you. Yeah. And the world is also Same. full of people that, you know, Think you're fantastic and they're your people and it's your business to stay close to your tribe and if you keep going to the people that don't like you you're pissing them off and you're pissing yourself off and you're just going to be in a lower energy we're not you know not all of us we're not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay and that's i think something that i think children need to be taught more in school it doesn't mean we're less lovable just because we're not that popular sometimes if we're quite outspoken we, the teacher can come in, you know, say to the parent, "Oh, she's she's quite bossy, but maybe that bossy girl is going to be an amazing entrepreneur down the road." You know, so it's turning around all those labels that are put on us. And like what you said there, you know, I I all my life before I even I got into mindset and became a psychotherapist and all the work I do with people, Nelson Mandela is like such an example of resilience. And yeah. when he was actually um he, he, wherever he is now, I don't know what he thinks of South Africa, because it's, there's a lot of pain going on in South Africa at the moment. I have family living there. But, you know, Nelson Mandela said when he was inaugurated to be president of South Africa, he used uh, Marion Williamson's words. Like what you said about the saw. He said, who are you to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, famous? Who are you not to be? You are a child of the universe. Your playing small does nothing for anyone. It's in fact, when you liberate yourself, you liberate others. So like what you said, if we, it's not, you know, you minimized what you did, but like the women were trying it. Other people, oh, Rob can do that. Maybe I'll try. And that's, that's what, if we get our heads around that, we don't do anyone any favors staying in bed under the covers. Every time we take good risks, like we've had our connection today, someone will find out about the work I do because you, took that risk of linking in with me you know every time we do something towards a risk that's a good risk we change the world risk for ourselves
1: yes so so true uh one of the, the guests amanda said she she loves what what you just said I, I don't know if you can see see the comments but she said she loves okay that.
2: no i can't see the comments so you can okay. tell me
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's that's perfect like and on the the other side to that too is we tend people tend to to surround themselves with people who are also playing small. So if i say hey you know what i want to start a podcast oh you can't start a podcast you don't know anything about it you don't have the equipment you don't how, where, where are you going to find time for that. You know mm-hmm. like we, we surround ourselves with those people and then we end up letting their reality become ours instead of the other way around. I figure i'm going to let as much light shine as possible. And then it'll inspire someone else to light theirs. So that's the train I'm on.
2: I can feel it from you. You know, that's, and that's the thing when we're with people with good energy, we don't even have to be in the room with them. That's what I've learned through being creative about 2020. And now we're in 2021, you know, because so much more has gone international and the beauty of that and being able to reach the thread of similarity between us all worldwide, whatever our skin color is, whatever sex we are, whatever you know, language we speak. It's actually the language of coming back to self-love and just kind of, you know, my daughter wrote a poem and she said like, dab the haters. I don't know if you know, she yeah. has a poem about dabbing the haters. So not being cruel to them, but but also don't live your life by someone's opinion of you. Yeah. Because usually I, I love to tell people when people are like saying mean things about you, they're not even talking about you. If I start discussing you, Rob, I will be talking about myself. They're talking about their own lack of self-love. Yeah. They're just projecting it on. So that's a kind of a psychology explanation. So maybe this is a tip for anyone listening or anyone listening back. Anytime people are saying mean things about other people, they're really talking about themselves. So if you change the she's this, he's this, they're not they're not happy. So you're not allowed to be happy, Rob. How dare you do a podcast? I'm stuck in my nine to five soul crushing job. You're not allowed to be creative and try loads of things. How dare you? I'll yep. feel more crap about myself.
1: Yep. So, so Does that true. make sense? Yeah, makes total sense. So true. Yeah, so. So
2: why would we live our life, you know, by this guy who's in a soul crushing job? God love him, you know, we're not yeah. going to do that.
1: Yeah, and, and people do it all the time. Um, I know you mentioned Tony Robbins a couple of times. Are, are you f- familiar with Eric Thomas?
2: No, not straight no. off. I okay. probably will be from now on, though, because yeah. I always think the universe gives you names. I'll probably hear him yeah. this evening.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he's a, he's a pal- palpable speaker. He, he's um, I'm in his speaker coaching program, and um, he's he's constantly saying not to let other people put their limitations on you. He's like, just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't do it. It's like, no don't way. put your limitations on me.
2: And you know what's lovely? I have, I've had to live this way. I mean, I, I've been in the lower self place. I used to keep listening to the inspirational speakers, but I've been the person that's held myself back, been afraid of people being jealous of me, you know, terrified of coming in, uh, into really using my voice, that I'd be a show off, that I'd have no friends, whatever. All the fear, fear, fear. I fed that fear for years yeah. And I've totally forgotten now what the point of what I was going to say. <laughs> I like got so excited in describing that. Um, oh yeah, I remember. So basically, I noticed Rob that actually when I started to really take steps into really being me, really like taking the risks of you know auditioning. I, I, I love musical theatre. I, I didn't get the chance when I was younger due to trauma and just life, and didn't have the confidence. But yeah. as a woman in her forties, I went back. And actually, in 2018, played the Baroness in the Sound of Music, which was an wow. amazing role to play because the Baroness was like she's the she's the powerhouse in that musical. But That's I noticed awesome. that when I really stepped into owning me and my power and why I was here, the haters left. They, I, I didn't have the jealousy. I had most people going, "Oh my God, you're so inspiring." That's when everything. Pl- um, blossomed in my business in my personal life and the people that weren't my cup of tea or i'm not their cup of tea they just moved on no drama they just moved on somewhere else so usually when we're feeling bullied or attacked the magic is if you start changing your attitude to yourself then there's a different energy around you so then all those bullies they just move on to another limping gazelle you you, you sort out your own limp that's what i tell people they're like this boss is cruel, that boss. You deal with your own leg and everything else works out.
1: I'm writing that down, the limping gazelle. I like that yeah. example. Because
2: people feel that, you see. Yes. And that's when we're in difficult relationships or we're feeling bullied in marriage or just at work. But when you are when you go in without your limp, people just know energetically, she's not going to take shit. So they, they just wouldn't even dare say anything to you. They're just going, she. They just feel it. They wouldn't dare. They only people only bully. Bullies are cowards. I mean, I've worked for years with teenagers. I've, I've like so much on the ground research and lived experience of being bullied. But I know my part in it was I. I kept going back to the wrong people, to the haters, to try and get approval. Yeah. You just get kicked around like a puppy. You know, puppies. Yep. Think of puppies, and if you're in a bad mood, you can do what you like with a puppy. <laughs> but if that puppy gets you know you can be mean if you want yeah. to a puppy because they're they're so helpless and they're so vulnerable so it's about minding our vulnerability but not letting anyone take our power and that's possible like you you just meet the most inspiring people that have moved from that place
1: yeah so i was in a coaching call yesterday there was i think it was just under 300 people on this call And we got split up. It was a Zoom call. So we got split up into breakout rooms. And we were working on our ad. It's a a Facebook ad group. And so we were going to tell our ads to each other and let everyone critique. So this, excuse me, this one woman went and I thought she nailed it. And so it's like you read your ad and then everyone just says yes or no. Like if, if you would be interested in that product or not based on the mm-hmm. ad description so everyone's like yes 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 and there was one no and she zeroed in on the no <laughs> and she's like all right so you said no like like what didn't you like about it? I'm like nine of us said yes <laughs> I'm like, like why don't you focus on the nine of us that liked it pick our brains about why we liked it like why are you so worried about the one who did it It's so interesting.
2: It's a bit like women trying to meet men that they go into a room and the one guy who's ignoring them, there's nine guys that are interested. The one guy that's ignoring them, that's who they'll go to, to try and get their approval. Who's going to treat them Mm -hmm. like crap their whole lives. So that's when we have to look at, like that woman, if I was working with her, I'd be like, what was that about that you zoomed in and one, no, 1%, you know, are like nine, nine tenths were saying, yes, you got it. And she Mm -hmm. looked at something to do with an unconscious block possibly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's our, I I really think it's just an ingrained fear of failure. That's something I dealt with a lot myself, you know, starting the podcast, starting the gym, because I was a restaurant manager for a long time. So making a leap to start the gym, it was, it took a lot of soul searching, took a lot of faith because those what ifs are there. But once you unlock the power though, it's like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to fail at anything anymore. So when I started this, the first couple, I didn't have any, I didn't have any guests. I, like I was posting, looking at my guests, couldn't find any guests Um, doing shows. There's no viewers. There's no engagement. There's no nothing. <laughs> like yeah. but, but I just kept going and kept going and kept going.
2: And that's resilience. Yes. You, you kept building your plane in the air and, I I think, you know, someone said to me today, I was on a mastermind earlier today as well, be more afraid of not doing the things that you've actually been put here to do. Be more afraid of that than actually taking the risk. Because like, what's the word? We're not kids anymore. So even, you know, and it is like our body does go into fear. I remember it too, when I first of all started to interview people on my page or when I did my public speaking, like I was sweating, you know, I lost my body weight and sweat And then my body relaxed. It's like we have to feel it's not possible to be perfect straight away. You have to make the, you know, your computer has to go down. You have to say stupid things. You, Like you have to keep going perfectly imperfect. That's resilience. It's not about being perfect. Life happens. Business happens at the other side of perfection. No amazing entrepreneur is perfect. All amazing entrepreneurs are perfectly imperfect and they never give up. That's what a really successful entrepreneur is. They don't give up. You don't think Richard Branson, JP McManus, all these amazing, he's an Irish entrepreneur. I don't know if you know him in the States, but like he's had loads of times when things have gone belly up crazy. But what do these guys do? They never give up.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also too about knowing your lane. You know, it's like yes. knowing when you're lean because like even with fitness, when I first started, I was trying to do everything for everyone's trying to train, do kids programs and team <laughs> programs and training athletes and coaching track. And I'm
2: exhausted like, thinking about what you were doing. Yeah, it was, it, was just,
1: it was just so much. And and now it's like I zero in on mostly moms. It's like, yeah. I you know I, I do train train I do train men I do train women that don't have kids but the bulk of my marketing goes towards moms mm-hmm. so when people give birth they know they come to to my program like this is this is what I work in and it, things have gone extremely well since I've narrowed down to that one lane whereas before. You know your marketing is all over the place. You go to your website and it's like I do this, I do that. I do this, I do that. It's like what the yeah. hell did he do? Like there's so many different things. What does he do? <laughs> you know. And also now it's like I help busy moms find balance, get back in shape, and take take back control of their their busy lives.
2: Like that's what I do. Wonderful. Yeah, that's so true. It's like you niche down, and there's more support. You know, because like what you said is so true. When we're creative, we want to be. We want to help everyone and we kind of want to work with anyone with a pulse but we're not suitable like even when people link in with me i often say look we'll have a call to see together are we the good fit um, are we a good fit and then i'll give you information of where you can go or you know because there's just i'm just one person like you're just one person you can't train yeah. like i said i feel exa- i was exhausted thinking of you when you started up your business it's exhausting <laughs> when we do that and it doesn't really lead to good revenue or yeah. even it's really good knowing these are who I work with. These are who I work really well with. And like, I, I know for me, I work really well with people who know they've had hard times, but they know that they're much more than that. And that they are really, really up for taking responsibility for their own lives and taking those risks so that they can move from that fear, which actually, I don't know if you've ever heard this acronym fear can be described as false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And it, yeah crucifies us in our bodies in our you know in in our mindset in our lives in our bank accounts everything it, it ruins it's like just it can destroy a life and yeah. it's like realizing these fears are i'm not going to use bad language but it's not they're not true they're just beliefs from generations who are afraid who might have you know been in a lot of poverty so why are you holding on to something that's from your ancestors yeah. you don't need to carry because some of us who are sensitive, we we carry everything from our history, our family history. So yeah. it's finding a way to journal about that, get the right support to go, that doesn't belong to me. Because sometimes kids can be born into families. I didn't even meet my granddad. Like he was I, he was born in 70, or I was born in 77. He died in 75. But I I felt the destruction he left. He, he was a man who drank a lot, you know, and lovely man in lot, lots of ways. But what I'm saying is it had such an impact on my life that I didn't even meet him.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's tough. Like with my grandparents, I, I only met my dad's father. So my grandfather on my dad's side, both of my grandmothers passed away before I was born. I ne- never met my mom's dad. So like it's, it was strange, you know, like hearing people talk about about the grandparents. It's like, wow, like I've never experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But back to but back to fear. Have you heard the other acronym for fear? It's a uh, face everything and rise. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've
2: heard that one too. I love it.
1: Yes, me too. It's good stuff. All right, so let, let's talk a little, little bit about, about your background. You seem like a very intelligent young woman. So, uh, like, what's what's your background? Like, how did how did you, you get into this line to this field?
2: And I love that you're asking me this now, towards the end of the conversation. It's such. It's probably such a Rob way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. Yeah, I, I. Basically, I suppose when I was eighteen, I just went with. The crowd rather than you know I wanted I followed where my friends were going in terms of going to university now I have a business degree it was. it's good to have it now but I didn't have any interest in business but I was just really lost at 18 and I just was like I need to stay with the people I know so whatever they're doing I'm going to go and do and as as life emerged I realized I was very trapped in myself so really kind of when I'd be out with friends just really not able to use my own voice just very kind of living nearly like a chameleon you know whatever people wanted me to be I kind of adapted and very exhausting and really wasn't happy and I suppose I worked as cabin crew for Aer Lingus which is an Irish airline and that's how I used to fly over back to the States but I I, when I used to be flying with Aer Lingus they used to say which they always say to the flight attendants say put your uh, put your oxygen mask on before you help anyone incapacity like even if it's special needs children Mm -hmm. anyone you you mind yourself first. And I used to like be sitting there at takeoff going, that's really selfish. You know, I was really like, why would you do that? You know, I was so programmed that my only business here was to be of service to everyone else, to be kind of a doormat. So then I started to realize that actually, like what I was saying about Nelson Mandela, when you liberate yourself, when you put your own oxygen mask on, when you know who you are, like those women who go to you for training, that's so inspiring because then they're not these moms that just feel like, oh my God, I'm baby machines and I'm just an object to my kids. We, like moms, a better mom is a mom that a kid can say, my mom, my mom is this, this is mom. You know, mom has this going on. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business, but you know, mom's her own person. She's got her hobbies, she knows who she is. We're, 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 we're not, just because we become moms, we're not meant to just kind of morph into just being these slaves. Actually, we don't do our kids any favors. I'll give you any tip. The best gift we can give to our kids is to keep boundaries with them, teach them tough love in a nice way. I'm talking about in a mindful way. Get them to manage money. Get them to be involved with chores. Because sometimes if we had quite a tough upbringing, we can feel, oh, my God, I'm going to lavish them with everything. It's not good for kids. You spoil them. Spoiled apple. I don't want to eat a spoiled apple. You know, they're going to be nightmares in the world. So it's really, really good. My son is 11. He often says, you treat me like a slave. You're getting me to do all these chores. I'm going to be, get, I'm not going to do this to my kids. And I'm like, you will thank me down the road. Everyone will visit, want to go to your apartment. You'll be able to make pizza, empty the dishwasher, wash your clothes. You know, he doesn't realize it now, but he will. And he does. I mean, I, he, he's, I hear him singing when he's doing his chores. He resists it, obviously. He's like, oh, I forgot. You know, he's a kid. It's normal. But all those things are really important, but we can't do them if we don't know who we are. We're not yep. meant to be slaves to our kids or we're not meant to be slaves to our bosses or anyone or to our clients.
1: So true. It, it's funny because I, I had a talk just this morning with one of my personal training clients. We were, we, we were talking about that because like, I was telling her I didn't put up a Christmas tree this year. And she's like, what? She's like, you screwed. You're like, no, 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 no. It's like, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm divorced. So... I have the kids half the time. My ex has the kids half the time, and she's she's into all that with the holidays and, and all this stuff. So they still get it there. I I just said my role now is to get these kids ready for adulthood, right? So like I have I have a 21 year old. He he's out on his own now. I have an 18 year old who, who's in college, but then I have a 14 year old and twin boys who are about to turn 12. So it's like I'm not of the mindset that I'm gonna wait till they get 20. To, no. teach, to teach them how to be an adult, like I think that's asinine that, nice. that parents think think like that. I said, no, no you, you have eighteen years to shape them who who they're meant to be. You have eighteen years for that, and so I said, you know what? I'm gonna stop all the little kid stuff, and we're gonna start shaping them. Like I was talking to, to my daughter Kayla, and I'm like, you're you're almost fourteen. Said you you are four years away from being an adult. Four. I said that's it. We we have to teach you about credit. We gotta teach you how to balance a budget. Yeah, you know, I love you enough, you Kayla. Athletes. And
2: it's it's and our, our kids know when it's our like, you know, at the moment even with tech. Not, in Ireland we're back in full lockdown. It's the numbers are crazy with COVID. Mm-hmm. So kids, everything's gone online school-wise. Yeah. And my daughter's thirteen and just that example of it's how it's how we speak to our kids as well. You know, if they know it's from love, like I was saying to my daughter, she like in her world, she would stay on her tablet all day. Who yeah. wouldn't? You know, you're 13, going <laughs> to exactly. play all these games You go, like that. So it's how I said, Tessa, I know what it's like to get stuck on technology, but I know it's really like it's really important to get some fresh air and you feel better. You know, and I noticed that that's when then she can engage with me. So I had to learn that because I used to be yeah. in so much fear as a mom. I used to be very controlling. I'm not saying that attacking myself, but I was really like. I had this perfectionistic idea about parenting, but I was doing it from my head. I was doing it from a textbook. So I had to like come back to, are you looking at like the oxygen mask that you asked me about, you know, when I was cabin crew, I had to go, okay, Harry, you do your meditation for 10 minutes. You get your walk. You mind your business, whatever your beeswax is in all my bits in terms of my actual entrepreneurial financial business, but my business to get enough sleep. And then I go and talk to my daughter about, Helping her grow up, and yeah. it's she engages then because I was hiding all their technology there recently, and I caught myself. Went, hey, that's crazy, you know. Now I leave the technology, but I go, guys, it's a two-hour limit. You pick the two hours. So I, we're, we're we're trying to learn all the time as parents. We're all. I did a talk yesterday saying we're in exceptional times, Robert, and in exceptional times we have to behave exceptionally. So yep. you know we have to lower the bar. We we all want. course we want really successful kids but we have to come back today 6th of january what can i do that will be good for my kids today what little step will help them you know and like what you were doing with kayla you know you're you're going kayla i care about you i want you to be comfortable with money in four years time so today we're going to talk a bit about finances because daddy like and that's what i try to go i'm doing this out of love when i'm doing the tough love yeah it's because i care about them i want them to be functioning citizens I don't care what they do I just want to know that they're going to get up every day and day they're not going to be stuck in bed depressed you know they're going to be okay good enough humans
1: yes yes because pe- people don't realize when you do everything for the kids when they grow up and realize wow we actually have to do stuff and, and there's consequences out there if we don't do stuff and and I really think that type, type of stuff leads to anxiety depression depression stress because the kids aren't taught coping skills
2: yeah, they, and, they have a learned helplessness.
1: Yeah, and I, people I work with a want a lot to blame
2: twenty somethings.
1: Yeah, like if people want to blame schools and everything else, I'm like, I'm sorry, but that starts in the household.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it definitely and definitely be kind to household.
2: ourselves if we don't if we didn't get that. Get the support. There's there's lots of support out there. Some of us. You know, I suppose, again, everyone's coming from a different um, boat, I guess. And some people, like, there's a wisdom in you, Robert, and we have to be patient, but some people don't have the same wisdom. So someone that's maybe giving their two-year-old two liters of Coca-Cola walking down the street, you know, years ago, I could be really judgy about that and go, oh, my God, maybe they're hydrating their kid." You know, that's the best with their, like, um, Louise Hay always says, everyone does their best with their knowledge, awareness, and experience. And Maya Angelou says, when we know better, we do better. Yeah. So that's why, you know, we listen to the right podcasts. We get the right coach. We keep, like, our brain is amazing. It's, it's the neurotransmitters can actually change in the brain towards being more abundant. If we, like, we can have a second life. So yes. the the story doesn't have to end with that poverty thinking and that tough childhood. You know, we can create our own happily ever after, we are amazing as, as humans. Yeah, it's like unbelievable.
1: Another good quote is is like yes, we're we're not all on the same boat, but we're all on the same ocean. Yeah. See, and so what what people have to understand is if you come from just a history of poverty, you know, just negative mindset, yeah. someone has to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So when schools were open here, like I would go around, I would talk in schools and that was my theme, break the cycle. So yeah. if if your grandfather was in jail and your father was in jail, it's up to you to stop it. You know, like if if you're from a history of poverty, it's up for you to stop it. You know, so yeah, like we we, we we can't turn the clock back 80 years, but we can start today and help you build a solid foundation for the rest of your family for generations to come.
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it does take resilience. You know, if we come back to the the theme of this chat, it does take falling down, getting back up, falling down, falling down 20 times, getting back up 21 times. It's like a marathon. You know, it's like, you know, I've never done a marathon. My husband has done a few and he often used to say at 21 kilometers, you hit a wall and you're just like, I can't keep going. You know, he often said your mindset gets really messed up and you're just like, I'm going to drop out. And it's when you really need then someone at the sideline to go, come on, you can do it, you know, and that's where coaching and support is so important, you know. Um, no man is an island, if we use another metaphor, we're talking about the ocean, but, you know, we, we can only grow when we're tiny, tiny, we grow through how mother supported us or didn't support us, but as as adults, we evolve into our best selves with the right team around us. Yes. That's like health coach, you know, fitness coach, um personal trainer all of that that's all those people that do really well in the in the world they have a team around them you know venus williams who won wimbledon several times she has like sports psychology she has you know no none of those people have become top of their game with they have an absolute team yeah and we're expecting to be our best selves doing it all on our own it's not possible
1: you know what it is though is because most people prioritize entertainment over personal development. It's like people people have have mentioned to me that this podcast is too long. I'm like but then you'll post that you binge watch some foolish show on Netflix all weekend long. <laughs> it's like we're, we're here we're trying to talk about people's personal development, mindset, letting you know that on the other side of your fear is everything that you want and you're not willing to invest an hour each week in you, but you'll invest See, think- multiple hours a week in Netflix.
2: I think Robert, I suppose we have to be hurting enough to change as humans, you know, we will mostly go for the easier option if we can. If we can take a pill to sort it, you know, even in dieting, yeah. you know, look at the diet industry. Billions of dollars are spent on like magic pills that we know don't work. But we still mm-hmm, kind yeah. of, you know, go, this pill will be the pill. I won't have to go on the treadmill. You know, when I say to people, you work with me, I'm a good midwife, but you're the one that has to, like, birth yourself. You're the one that has to get on the treadmill. I'll stand beside you, but you have to be hungry enough. One to ten, I ask, I always ask my clients, one being, I don't have much energy, I'm exhausted for me. Ten being, how ready are you to fight for your life? And if they're eight to ten, then they're suitable to work with me. But if they're under eight, we have to look at, okay, I don't know if it's the right time, go away and do this for a while, I'll link back with you in a few months. So, you know, it's been kind to us, to ourselves, to a huge part of my journey as a person, as a woman, as a human in the world is my biggest message for people is we have to be compassionate and meet ourselves where we're at. So maybe some people's best, don't take it personally, Robert, if they're watching Netflix. The, The right people will watch you, will follow you. And it's okay. It's all okay. There's enough. There's enough fish in the pond, you know, like yeah. we can't work with everyone. There's only <laughs> yeah. one of you anyway. But I suppose some people, most people, I mean they say one in eight will turn it's so interesting you were talking about this, because again, I did a podcast recently about this in terms of parenting. We'll want we'll want the easier option. We'll want can like you sort out my kid. They like they won't want someone to say, okay, well, this is the homework you need to do. I will help you, but you need to do this every day with your kid. If you want to help them speak better, you need to do this homework with them. You know, we have to put the work in. And that's where that hunger comes from. It's like we have to be hungry enough. We have to be depressed enough to make the changes. We have to be poor enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so so true. I had a guest on a few shows ago that said the person that's content is the one that's not going to change. So yeah. you know, just to, to, to go into what you just said, you said, but that person that's scraping rock bottom, that person is motivated to change his or her life. But that person that's content, they're making enough to pay the bills. You know, they can take a vacation each year. You know, they, they may not be fully fulfilled, but they're OK with where they are. That person's not going to change.
2: No, they don't need. They, yeah, they're not hungry enough. Like it's it's like I'm thinking the movie The Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. His hunger, you know, he was homeless. He he had to find someone to buy these products. He had to. He had no money. He had to feed his kid, you know. Yeah. So that's the kind of energy that we need to have for our lives, and yeah. the knowing, you know, like the people that sit with me. I mean, I sit with so many different types of people, but all that similarity is like the Nelson Mandela in them. That they're they're just miracles. I'm like, you could be literally have your own TV show. You you have to write a book, but it's it's their the depth of their soul and some people don't have that depth robert and that's okay that that's they they come in at that level and their best is maybe drinking 20 beers a day or more or you know and i've learned that too along the way to be less judgmental i used to be very judgmental as a human just from yeah. learned behavior and i suppose it's a human trait it's it's in the states as well it's everywhere you know you oh, look yeah. at trolling and you look at comments online and you know yesterday even I don't get that many bad comments but yesterday I posted something about um the pandemic in relation to homework and I said you know don't sweat it you know do your best of course you're gonna help with homeschooling but we're living in extraordinary circumstances lower the bar your kids can still go to university if they're meant to do that or be entrepreneurs this is an exceptional time and a woman messaged me saying how dare you say that you're promoting too much technology and all these And teachers are struggling anyway with these kids. And, you know, she was really freaking out with what I commented. And I just said, thank you for your comment. But I suppose I know that place of, like, trying to control everything. The reality is actually if we just kind of let ourselves, we can't control. This pandemic has gone through Rhode Island, Inch Beach and Kerry, which is underpopulated. It's everywhere. So all we can do is be resilient in the midst of using the time. I, I said to people yesterday, use this as a PhD For personal development, journal, be creative. Like I said to people yesterday, okay, even if you're in a one bed apartment, you all have a bathroom because, you know, we're not living in the fifties. We don't have, you know, we all have indoor toilets now. Lock yourself into the bathroom, light a candle and do your meditation in the bathroom. If you need to get away from your kids, there's (laughs) always a way as I believe, as long as you're breathing, there's more right. John Kabat-Zinn says this, as long as you're breathing, there's more right with you than wrong with you. Yeah. There's always a way if you want to fight for yourself.
1: Love that. I love that. Yeah. When when the pandemic hit, I mean, yeah, it hit me pretty hard. You know, I will say because obviously it caught us all off guard and. 100%. You know, yeah. you know, So financially it changed things. But if it didn't, because as we just said, the person that's content doesn't change like all this this <laughs> podcast and stuff. I bought all this stuff a year and a half ago and wasn't doing anything with it. It was just kind of sitting here. It's like, I knew I wanted to, but I it really wasn't. wasn't urgent yeah, ex-
2: exactly. It urgent. Yeah,
1: exactly. It just wasn't. And and I told you when I was in Eric Thomas' speaking group, I, I did that 2017 and 2018. You know, like we're in 2021 now. <laughs> and, and yeah. I was, But I was just starting to do all that. I had mm-hmm. gigs lined up for the beginning of the year. And then, you know, COVID took it away. But it was at that moment where I was like, you know what? I got to... I gotta make this happen. I guess like, I gotta make this happen and make it happen now. I said so. If this stuff happens again down the line, you can't take this away from me. <laughs> you know, so, like, I can do I can do now. this stuff all day long and work on growing the channel, get getting it monetized and everything else. But I but I was but because I was content, that's why I suffered. Like, I don't blame COVID. I blame the fact that I was content. So even with all the loans and the grants that they would give, I, I didn't apply for any of them. I said because I did it to myself. So I'm not taking a handout because I did it to myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And it's so much more empowering. Sometimes when I read the comments, you know, people are so angry with the government. They're angry with the government in the states. They're angry with the government in Ireland. They're they're angry, but we're so. Like, it's so frustrating if you constantly stay in the victim place. You know, like yeah. Edith Edgar, who survived the Holocaust. I love her. She's 93. She's, she won. She was honored the top 10 badass woman in the States. She was like, she's 93. She's wow. brilliant. She's, she survived the Holocaust. She's a psychologist. Um, I have her book right beside me, her second book called The Gift. But she says, victims are rigid. Survivors are flexible. So it, it doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen to you in your life, but it's how you turn towards when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You're yes. going to collapse and just feel like, oh my God, the government blame everyone. Are you going to go, okay, I'm going to be creative here. I'm going to, you know, even I was, I really admired my mother-in-law. She watched a YouTube video to learn how to cut her husband's hair. That's creative. Uh-uh. Yep. You know? <laughs> and now she's like quite good at being, cutting hair. You know, she learned that during lockdown, but there's so much potential that we can use in this time of lockdown i mean between podcasts and journaling and going back learning g- guitar youtube is amazing you can learn to do anything on youtube if you want to put your mind to it you know like you're yep. your podcast giving an hour a week there there's so much free information out there nowadays as well like the I thing was is just
1: about to say that
2: yeah but just as humans we do need that i think one to one it's like I could lose weight, but going to a personal trainer, having that human support kind of pushes people more. It's it's the yes. same with coaching or it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not a fault in us. It's just, we're human. So we do well with someone having our back.
1: Yeah, that too. And it's good that people have a different point of view. Like I was working with just before I came on here, I was working with a physical therapist and, I said, I said to him, especially now in this, in this day and time, I said, we want to get you clients before they get hurt. You know, because usually in physical th- therapy, you're working with people after they get hurt. Mm. I said, so we want to create you an additional stream of income of people who are trying to prevent injury. I said, so you can target basketball players, track and field athletes. You, know, you can pick the athletes you want, but those people are interested in not getting hurt. I said Doctor, so. So instead of waiting for someone to have that elbow sur- surgery and then come into you, you know, we can target a group of people care. before they get it. Yes, and so so we just shift your way of thinking. It's like you don't you don't have to wait for clients to come to you. We want to be aggressive and go get you clients. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: Yeah. It's a bit like what you're saying about your daughter. Of you, you're doing the prevention. You're not waiting until she's money problems. You want to help her now to prevent. You know, it's all about that mindset of let's do it earlier. And then like the comfort zone, you see, it's kind of challenging, isn't it? Really for us as humans, because if we're kind of comfortable, we're not, you know, we're not going to be hungry enough to make the changes. So that's why as parents, then we have to do this. My my son isn't going to be thinking about making pizza in his apartment at 22. He doesn't have that motivation. He's 11. You know, he wants to play Fortnite, even if it's in his boxers all day. Probably kill me now for perhaps discussing him. Why are you talking about me, Mom? But but you know what I'm saying? I have to do that for him. I have to be that kind of wiser mom to go, okay, you know, you can play Fortnite, but you have a time limit on that. And then these are kind of things you need to do that will help you down the road. And he's like, I know how to do this already. I'm like, but we know from research, like in business. If we're consistent about getting up early, meditating, doing our exercise, getting out for a walk, you know, we build a better habit. Mm-hmm. Like I see it's not a big deal. Initially, when I was getting them to do chores, oh, my God, Robert, you should have seen them. They hid because they realized I was reading this book, this parenting book. They hid the book because they were like, that's <laughs> the reason why she's getting us to do all these things. You know, They had the book hidden. So now it's it's second nature to them. They, they complain mm-hmm. a little bit, but they have built that habit. So in life, we have to make better habits and we have to be consistent, you know, about putting ourselves to bed in time. I mean, so, so many problems, or even if we could probably talk longer than this hour, but how much sleep are people giving themselves? It's not okay to start winding winding down at one in the morning and expecting you to be on top form the next day. You know, all of that is part of our self-sabotage. And, you know, it's, as adults, it's none of, no one's business what sleep we're getting, but it's your own business going, I'm not upper. I know for me personally, it doesn't suit me to just have really late nights. I can have a few. You know, I had a few over Christmas, did a bit of Netflix, Netflix binge watching or whatever, but mostly I'm much better if I have bed early, up early. Yes. It's really good for my mental health. That's a natural antidepressant.
1: Yeah, I'm much and more And that's free, guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm much more productive when I get up early and get – so much done before the sun even comes up you know then that way you earn the right if you want to take a nap in the afternoon or if you want to watch some tv for a couple hours like you earn the right because all the main stuff that needs to get done is done and back to what you were saying about raising your son and subconsciously you're giving him the parenting skills to raise his kids the same way down the line
2: like my mom taught me yeah yeah so it's breaking the cycle as you say and it yes. can be—it's tedious, and you know, it doesn't come naturally. Sometimes the breaking the cycle for us, yeah. But it's about being consistent, not giving up, staying with the right supports, journaling, you know. So all of it, like Edith Edgar, who's ninety-three now, who's just—I love her. She, she, um, her, she writes about her husband. She's written *The Choice* and *The Gift*, but her husband passed away, and at ninety-three on Christmas Day, she posted about her new partner. I said, yeah. "Fair, you know, that's amazing. Ninety-three, and she was." talking about her new love. And she yeah. said, we don't agree on everything, but we have a lot in common. She's so alive. If she's going to be here for five months, she takes every day that it's a jewel, it's gold. And how many of us are dead before we're even 40 in terms of energetically? Oh, yes. I'm too old for that. Oh, it's too late now. But it's not true.
1: Yeah, Les Brown says that- I most, love
2: Les Brown. Yes, he I said
1: most people die at 25. They just yeah. wait till they're 80 to be buried.
2: Like, yeah
1: and that's so sad to think but it's so true even at, so true. at 46 like I'll, I'll see posts from people i graduated with basically talking like life's already over like oh that ship has sailed i'm too old for this i'm yeah. like what are you talking think about
2: of the, the language of that yeah you know so it's like the key is to die young as late as possible
1: yeah <laughs> yes exactly like Last year, 2020, I did I did a lot of firsts. I went parasailing for the first time and, you know, hiking certain places. And there were just so, so many things that I could do. It's all right. All these things are closed down. But what can I do? It's like, yeah. oh, I, I can do that. All right, good. Let's go do that. Yeah. And but so many people get so wrapped up into what they can't have or what they can't do or what they don't know instead of. With me, I was like all right. I'm going to go into business. Like I don't have a business background. I don't have a degree, so I need to, I need to surround myself with people I can learn from, and that's what we do. Because I'm not I'm not a book learner. So like even now, I'll, I traveled out to California, to Colorado. Like I traveled all over to go to hands-on workshops to learn what I know about marketing and branding.
2: Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I and totally so,
2: get you. You know, yeah. well, there's eight forms. Of- I don't know if you know, like Gardner was a psychologist. There's eight forms of, inte- eight ways we learn. Yes. So it's knowing how we learn and that doesn't make us less intelligent. I'm the same. I find academia very, very challenging. I mean, I push myself through it, but it's not my natural way. But yeah. I suppose Les Brown often talks about that because he was told that he was a retard. Like yes. what a terrible word to use, but he was told like you'll never m- amount to anything. And I mean, like often when he speaks live, he's got like six and 700 people listening to him. So what's intelligence? Intelligence, in my opinion, is being resilient, getting back up after you fall, getting back up again, getting back up again, not giving up. That's intelligence. Whether that's through finishing your PhD, running your podcast, being an 11-year-old who keeps at something that he's challenged with with his reading, whatever, it's all relative to us. And that's wealth and that's success. So that's what I work best with helping people to come back to what is their business. You know, we, we hear mind your own business, but do we mind our own business? You know, mm-hmm. literally in terms of what sleep we need to get, who we surround. We're gone to one hour now, but um, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's a great talk. Great
2: talk. Yeah. Really, really just, you know, very inspiring. And it's so, you know, the people that follow you, you know, are people like what we're talking about? So, you know, if they want to get in touch with me, I'm very happy to schedule a call. The time difference isn't that much. It's just five hours. So, you know, um, best way to get in touch with me is mindfulpeeps at gmail.com. com. Mindful- so that's my, all lowercase. You can put all the details anyway. And I'm on all the social media, Harry McGuigan, um, Harry McGuigan Mindset. Is it at gmail.com? Mindfulpeeps at gmail.com,
1: yeah. All right, have it on the screen there and then I'll put it in the comment section as well. All right, so any final words?
2: No, just it was an amazing, inspiring talk and I feel really inspired now to, you know, make the most of the next few hours of this day. And that's what I want to say to anyone listening, guys. You know, minute by minute, we can make changes. Like all those little changes become the big changes. So how you live today, how you live in your evening is how, how you live your life. And it's always possible, as long as you're breathing. There's more right with you than wrong with you, and changing your mindset is possible, especially with the right support. And never give up. Like that's my hashtag: Never give up. You know, ever.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you very much for joining us. This is a great talk. See, when I first started this, it was a half an hour, but it, a half an hour it was just too short. Right? It was it was just too short. And now with all of these. I, like, everyone's going going to an hour with no problem, <laughs> you know, so this is good. We've got uh, Amanda saying thank you, and uh, she, she has your contact information. All right, so we're signing off now. So thank you guys for tuning in. This was a great talk with Harriet. Thanks for joining us from Ireland this uh, afternoon where you are, early evening. And so for everyone else, listen, you guys know the topic of the show, Shut Up and Grind. So whatever you have in your path, in, in your path, you got to do what you got to do to get through it. Steamroll it, crush it, climb it, crawl under it. Whatever you have to do, make it happen. This is your life. It's on you to make it worth everything. Have yourselves a great day. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.